Hey, what's up, Chaver? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Samach Aleph, Daf 61 of Masechta Yoma. Um, the Daf begins uh, with uh, discussing the, um, oh gosh, what did I write here? The atonement of the, ah, right, exactly. The atonement of the Kohanim and the Yisraelim when it comes to things that are not related to Masmiktash Vikadosha, right? All of the uh, blood stuff, like <laughs> the sprinkling of, of the blood of the cow and the goat that we've been discussing until now is really for um, Tumas Mikdash V'Kadosh, any Tumah that's related to the Beis HaMikdash. Um, now, but what about general sinning and Avonis? So that is, um, so that's Machlokas between Reb Yehuda and Reb Shimon. And then <clears throat> we get back to um, all of the the blood work of the of the of the goat and the cow and what happens if like blood spills on the floor? What do you have to go back to? The machlokas between Reb Shimon and Reb Lazar on the one hand and the Chachamim and how that applies also to a mitzora. Very exciting stuff. And um, let's get started. We're going to start on Daf Samach Aleph Amud Aleph about six seven lines into the page. Okay, so the Mishnah had said we had discussed what happens if the Excuse me. Oh my gosh. I can't tell if like, I don't know. For some reason, I like, I got like a flash, like cold or something. Like all of a sudden, I just woke up this morning and like, boom, cold. I don't know. Whatever. We'll have to work with it. So we talked about how, you know, things have to go in their proper order. And what happens if like, some of the, of the blood spills out on the floor and things like that. And we had said that, um, there are basically three independent sections. There's the Kodesh Kodashim section. There's the Heichel section, uh, meaning like the parochas, and then there's the uh, putting the blood on the Mizbach Hazov. And once you finish one section, if something gets mixed, uh, you know, messed up, if like the blood spills out on the floor during the next part, so then you don't have to go back all the way to the beginning, you just go back to the beginning of that part. Okay, so, Tanu Rabbanu, the rabbis, to have as Mikdash HaKodesh. Okay, so, the coin Gadol, so he atones for the Mikdash HaKodesh. That's what the Pazik says. Okay, that's talking about uh, the Kodesh HaKodashim. Ol Moed Zehechol. When it says Ol Moed in the Pazik, it's a reference to the Hechol. Mizbeach Kimashmo. Mizbeach is talking about the Mizbeach. Apparently it's like unclear if it's talking about the Mizbeach HaPnimi or the Mizbeach HaChitzon. HaChitzon. Yichaper Elu Azaris. Okay, when the Pazik says the word Yichaper, it's referring to the Azaris. Hakoanim kimashmon. When it says the koanim, it's talking about the koanim. Amakol elu Yisrael. Okay, when the pasuk says amakol, it's talking about the Israelites. Yichaper elu alavim. When it says yichaper, that is the levim. Okay. Hushvu kulin the chapara achas. Okay, and they're all compared to one. They're all put together for one kapara. What does this mean? Shakulim iskapin b'soyer amishdaleach. That they all. Uh, have kapara from the Sari Mishtalech B'Sha'i Veris Deva Behuda. So Behuda's opinion is, right, so we have already seen that when it comes to the, right, there's, there's a cow and there's a goat. The cow is for the Kohen Gadol and for the Kohanim and the goat is for the rest of Am Yisrael. Now, all of the work that we've been talking about until now, right, with the blood and the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the, and the Heichol and the Mizbech uh, Pnimi. So, that is for 
uh, to atone for Tumas Mikdash v'Kadash of any Tumas associated with being in the Beis Hamikdash, um, you know, if you're Tameh or whatever it is by accident. So, but then there's like general uh, kapara for sins and stuff, and that is covered by the Sarah Mishtaleah, by the goat that is sent away and dropped off a cliff. So on that goat, there's a vidua, there's an atonement that is done, and that atonement is for sort of all-purpose averis. Now the question is, the sarya mishtaleach, the vidua of the sarya mishtaleach, is that for everybody, including the kwanim, or is it just for the Israelim? But the kwanim would get uh, atonement for their sins elsewhere. So according to Yudah, no, everyone is compared, everyone is pulled together and joined together when it comes to the general purpose atonement with the Sarah Mishtaleach, with the uh, goat that is sent away and dropped off a cliff, that the atonement, that the vida, the confession, the confession that is done uh, on the Sarah Mishtaleach is for the Israelites as well as for the Kohanim. <clears throat> that is Rabbi Yudah's opinion. Rabbi Shimon Omer says, Rabbi Shimon, Kishem Shedam Asayr, Hanai Sebifnim, Mechapra Yisrael, Betumas Mikdash V'Kadoshov. So it says Rabbi Shimon, well, just like the blood of the goat that is Lashem atones for the Yidin when it comes to Tumas Mikdash V'Kadoshov. Well, similarly, the blood of the cow atones for the Kohanim when it comes to Tumas Mikdash V'Kadoshov. Okay, as we've been learning about. And just like the confession of the Sarah Mishtaleach is for the Yidin when it comes to other Averis. Similarly, the confession on the cow is what atones for the Kohanim when it comes to other Averis. So, whereas Rabbi Yehuda says that the confession on the um, Sarah Mishtaleach is for everybody, for the Yisraelim, for the Kohanim, for everybody. According to Rib Shimon, the confession on the Sarah Mishtaleach is for the Israelim. The confession that was on the cow before it was slaughtered, that was for the multi-purpose, that was for the general purpose of various of the Kohanim. And that blood that was actually sprinkled in the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the Heichel, so that was for Tumas Mikdash V'Kadoshim specifically, but these different vidors, these different atonement, uh, uh, confessions were for the actual, uh, sins of the people. Taner Abonon. The rabbis taught, V'chile mikaper sakodesh, zelefnai v'lefnim. Okay. That, uh, it says that the Kohen will, the Kohen Gadol will complete, will finish atoning in the Kodesh. That's talking about the Kodesh Kodashim, Oamoid, Zeheicho. When he says Oamoid, it's talking about the Heicho Mizbeach, Kimashmo. When he says Mizbeach, it's talking about the Mizbeach. Fine. Again, it's not super clear if it's talking about Mizbeach Apnimi, Mizbeach Achitzon. Mlam Chakulun Kapara, Kapara B'Fneatzman teaches that each one of these stages, whether it's the, uh, Lifnai V'Lifnim, whether it's the Heicho, whether it's the Mizbeach, which then of course must be talking about the Mizbeach Azov, each one is its own Kapara. Mikan Amu, from here they said, Noson Mixas Matanus Shebifnim, if a fellow, uh, no, if the Kohen Gadol uh, did some of the blood, sprinkling of the blood in the Kodesh Kodashim, and then the blood spilled on the floor. So, 
So he's got to slaughter another cow, bring some more blood, and start over with the Kodesh HaKadoshim applications of blood. Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon Omrim, whereas Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shimon say, no, you don't have to start over at the beginning of the blood in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. You just need to go back to where you got interrupted in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So if it was in the middle of the sprinklings, so you just pick up where you left off. Gomer Samatunis Shabifnim. If you finished doing the, the blood, the sprinkling of the blood in the Kodesh Kodashim, Vinishbach Adam, and then the blood spilled on the floor, Yavidam Achav Yaschab Atchilib Matonish Beechal, so slaughter another cow, get some more blood, but you don't have to go re, you don't have to redo the blood in the Kodesh Kodashim, you just start from the Parochis. Nosan Mixas Matonish Beechal Vinishbach Adam, if you, uh, applied some of the blood, by the paroches in the heichel, and then the blood spilled on the floor. Yavidam achav yaschav atchila ba'eichel. So slaughter another cow, get some more blood, and then start over by the paroches. Reb Lazar, Reb Shemin, Omrim, Ser Blazer, Reb Shemin, Eino maschil elu makom shaposak. No, you don't have to start over from the beginning of the applications of the blood on the paroches. Rather, you just pick up where you left off. Gomer matonish ba'eichel v'nishbach adam. If you finished. Doing, you know, sprinkling the blood towards the paroches, and then all the blood spilled on the floor. So, Yovidam Achav Yaskav Atchilib Matanov Samizbeach. So, slaughter another cow, get some more blood, but you don't have to redo the blood in the Hechel. Rather, you now start from the blood on the Mizbeach. Okay, Givaldi. If you were applying the blood to the Mizbeach Apnimi, the Mizbeach Azov, and uh, then the blood spilled on the floor. So Yavid Amachav Yaschav Atchilu B'Matanus Amizbeach. So slaughter another cow, get some more blood, and start over with the um, applications of the blood on the Mizbeach on the Mizbeach Azov. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Omim, Mimakim Shapaz Akumaschil. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon say that you can just pick up where you left off on the Matanus Amizbeach. Gomer Matanus Shapamizbeach Vinishbach Adam. If you finished applying the blood to the Mizbeach Apnimi, and then the blood spilled on the floor. So, Okay? So, everyone agrees that that, you know, at that point, um, you don't, you know, you don't need to slaughter another cow and bring more blood so you can, like, you know, spill out the remaining parts of the, you know, on the Mizbeach Achitza on Kilu. No, once already you, uh, you did the, you applied the blood to the Mizbeach Apnimi, so you're done. Um, Rabbi Yochanan, and says Rabbi Yochanan that both the, uh, Tanakama, which I believe that we're assuming is Rabbi Meir, as we're gonna see in a second, as well as Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Lazar, on the other hand, everybody learns it out from one pasuk. What's the pasuk? It says that, um, you know, that the Kohen Gadol atones from the blood of the Chatas HaKippurim, of Yom Kippur, Achaz Bashana, once a year, Reb Meir Savar, so it's Reb Meir who says that at each stage, if the blood spills on the floor, you go back to the beginning of that stage. Savar, he holds, Chatas Achaz, Amarti Look, I said, right, Chat, right, what does it say? Midama Chatas, Chatas HaKippurim, Achaz Bashana. So it's gotta be one Chatas, and therefore, if, let's say, you're in the middle of sprinkling of the blood, I don't know, on the Paroches, and the Heichel, and then it spills on the floor. So, if you 
would do like Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon, that you just pick up where you left off, well then, part, the first part will have been done with cow one, and then the second part of the applications of the blood is going to be done with cow number two, which means that you have two cows during this avoda, right? Whereas if you go back to the beginning of that stage, well then that entire stage will be done with one cow. But, right, and Reb Meir wants to argue that when he says, it means that you have to have only one cow for at least each stage. And therefore, if, like Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon, you would do part of the applications of the blood, and then it spills out, and then you just pick up where you left off, well then, you know, the, 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 the totality of the applications of the blood in that stage will have been done by two animals. And argues with Mayor, you need each stage to be done by one animal. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon Savre, whereas Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon explained that Pasuk as being, So they explained that what the Pasuk means is, um, when it says, Chatas, Akipurim, Achas, Bashano, it means, Chituyin, Achas, the sprinkling should only be one. And therefore, they argued that if, like Reb Meir, that if the blood spills out in the middle, you have to go back to the beginning. Well, if that's the case, then you're going to be doing more than one sprinkling, right? Meaning, if the puzzle says sprinkle just once during the year, well then, that means that if it spills out in the middle, Reb Lezer and Reb Shimon want to argue that if it spills out in the middle, you just pick up where you left off, so you're not doubling up on any of the sprinklings. Whereas, if you go back to the beginning, then you're going to be doing some of those sprinkling a second time. But the puzzle says... Chatas akipurim achas bashana. Chatas meaning from lashon chitur to to sprinkle, and it says achas only do it once. And if it spills in the middle, just pick up where you left off. Don't repeat. That's the machlokas between Reb Meir on the one hand and Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon on the other. Tanya we learn in Abraisa, Amr li Amr Rebbe says Rebbe li chilek Reb Yankiv belogan. Interesting. So says Rebbe that Reb Yaakov told him. That while there's a machlokas between Reb Meir on the one hand and Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon on the other hand, with regard to uh, the Yom Kippur, that if the blood spills on the floor in the middle of the avoda, Reb Meir says that you go back to the beginning of that stage, and Reb Lazar and Reb Shimon say no, you just pick up where you left off. Says Rebbe, however, Reb Yaakov told him that when it comes to the mitzorah. When it comes to the Mitzorah, that's not the case. There's no Machlokas. What does this mean? It means that our friend the Mitzorah, when he, he's got a whole purification process, and on day eight of his purification, on day eight of his purification, so he brings a few korbanis, but he also brings oil. And f- part of that oil, the Kohen, who is working with this Mitzorah, the Kohen sprinkles part of the oil in the Heichel, and he also applies part of the oil to the ear of the Mitzorah and the thumbs and the thumb-toe things. And so what happens if the oil spills out in the middle? So it says of Yaakov that in that case, Reb Shimon and Reb Elazar agree with Reb Meir that he would go back and start over. Right? That if he, if the Kohen who is working with the Mitzorah, let's say, is in the middle of sprinkling the blood in the Heichel, and then it, the oil spills on the floor, he's got to go back and start over with the sprinkling. Now, the Gemara says, Vilo, 
One second, they don't argue? V'atanib, one second, we have a b'risa, which is basically, shows that the machlokas does apply also by the mitzorah. Nosemiktas matonah shebifnim, if the kohen, who's working with this mitzorah, sprinkled some of the oil in the heichel, v'nishpach halog, but then the oil spilled out. So bring another log of oil and start over with the sprinkling of the blood of the oil in the heichel. But Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon argue like they argue on Yom Kippur and they say, Where he got interrupted, he picks up where he left off. What if the coin finished? Sprinkling the oil in the heichel, and then the oil spilled out. So bring another log of oil, but you don't have to go back to the beginning at this point because you already completed the the sprinkling of the oil in the heichel. At this point, bring another another log of oil, but now you can start with the application of the oil to his thumbs and things. If while he's applying the oil to the 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 mitzvah's thumbs, so then nishpach uh, halog the oil spills out. So yavilog acher. So bring another log of oil. So bring some more oil and start over with the application of the oil to the thumbs. said, "No, you don't have to start over by the application of the oils to the, the oil to the thumbs. You just pick up where you left off." Now, if you the coin had completed applying the oil to the thumbs of the mitzora, and then the oil spilled out, so the pasuk says that after applying the oil to the thumbs of the mitzora, whatever oil is left over on his hands, on the hand of the coin, so he can just wipe on the on the head of the mitzora. Sounds exciting. But if the oil spills out on the floor after it's applied to the thumbs of the mitzvah, but before the coin had an opportunity to rub it on the fellow's head, um, if the oil spills out, it's okay. You know, at that point, don't worry about it. You don't have to rub it on the fellow's head. So, on the one hand, Rebbe wanted to say that Rabbi Yaakov says that the machlokas between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Lazar on the one hand and Rabbi Meir does not continue and does not apply to the Mitzorah, yet we have a Brisa, which says, what do you mean? The same exact Machlokas we see by the oil of the Mitzorah, that if it spills out in the middle of one of the stages, whether it's the sprinkling of the oil in the Heichol, or whether it's the application of the oil to the thumbs of the Mitzorah, Reb Meir says that you go back to the beginning of the stage, whereas Reb Shimon and Reb Lazar say you pick up where you left off. So we see it's Lemaisa, the same exact Machlokas. So Ema Lishana Reb Yaakov Belogan. Reb says, okay. Don't say that Rebbe says that Rabbi Yaakov says that there's no machlokas uh, when it comes to the Mitzorah. Rather, say that Rabbi Yaakov says that the same machlokas applies to Mitzorah, which would be supported by this price that we just quoted. Okay. Omar we said, Okay, we said that when the Pasuk says that whatever oil is left over in the hand of the Kohen, he rubs on the head of the Mitzorah. That you don't have to do. If there's leftover oil, so you do it. You rub it on the head. But, you know, if it's spilled out on the floor, 
don't worry, you don't, you don't have to figure out how you're going to rub it on the fellow's head. My timer, how come? Well, if it's because it says by the mitzvah that whatever is left over from the oil, you rub on his head. Implying if it's left over, give aldik, but if it's not left over, so don't worry about it. But one second. When it says um, that when you take a kometz from a mincha, take the fistful of the mincha, and then it says whatever is left over, it says whatever is left over from the mincha, would you say that that's not ma'akve? But we know, as we learned the other day, that after you take the kometz, if part of the whatever is left over from the mincha gets lost, well then it's ruined. You don't you don't burn the kometz on the zbeach. So we see that it says no seres left over in the context of the mincha of the korban mincha, the, uh, the 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 flower offering. And it all and, we're, and it also says vanosim and hashemin in the context of the mitzora. Now we're saying that the leftover oil at this point. If it spills on the floor and you didn't have a chance to rub it on the fellow's head, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. And we want to argue it's because it says, no, sir, it's, it's shiraim, it's left over, it's not such a big deal. But we have the same lashin, we have the same word of vanoseres when it comes to a mincha. And by a mincha, whatever is left over is important. If, if something happens to this noseres, this mincha, this flower that's left over after the fistful is taken, if some of it gets lost, you wouldn't burn the fistful anymore. So we see that over there, the leftovers are important. And it says the same word both by the Mitzorah and by the Mincha. So if we're going to say that by the Mitzorah because it's called leftover, it's not a big deal. How come by the Mincha it is a big deal even though it calls it leftovers? So So the Gemara says, no, it's different when it comes to the Mitzorah because um, it says a double ocean. It says, what's the first pasuk? Um, oh, where are we? So, right? So, meaning it refers to the blood that, 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 no, not blood. It refers to the, uh, oil that the Kohen applies to the thumbs of the Mitzorah as leftover already. And then what's leftover from those leftovers, he rubs on the fellow's head. So, because it's considered like double leftovers, that's already, um, you know, if, if it spills on the floor, it's not such a big deal. Okay, so now we're going to uh, apply the machlokas between Reb Meir on the one hand and Reb Lozer and Reb Shimon on the other hand to the Korban Asham of Mitzorah. You guys ready? Because after all, the Mitzorah, on day 8 of his purification process, he brings three Korbanis. One as an Asham, one as a Chatos, and one as an Ola. Okay? So, Amr Reb Yochanan says Reb Yochanan, Asham Mitzorah, when you have this Korban Asham of this Mitzorah fellow, Sheshachato Shelo Lishmo, and you slaughtered it not as an Asham, you slaughtered it as Epis, Ashlamim, let's say, whatever it is, not, certainly not an Asham. So, Banu Machlokas, Rameir of Rebbe Lazar, Rib Shimon. So now we come to the Machlokas between Rameir and Rebbe Lazar, Rib Shimon. So let's say, you know, so, so you slaughter the Asham, now, there are two things that happen with the Asham. One is that it's a regular Korban Asham, so you apply some of the blood to the Mizbeach. But also, when it comes to the Mitzorah, you take some of the blood and you apply it to the, also to the ear and to the thumbs of the Mitzorah. So he slaughtered this 
Ashram Shalolishmo, not as an Ashram. And then he applied so he applied, you know, the blood to the to the um thumbs and things of the Mitzorah. So if Yochanan wants to argue that how we deal with the situation would be related to the machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Loza and Reb Shimon. So, if you have this Asham of Mitzorah that you slaughtered not as an Asham, but in the machlokas of Meir, Reb Loza, Reb Shimon. So now it comes to machlokas between Reb Meir on the one end and Reb Loza and Reb Shimon on the other. Reb Meir, the Omar, Yovi Acher, Vyaschil, Batchila. So Reb Meir, who says, um, by the, by, by, by the, uh, on uh, Yom Kippur, as well as by the Mitzorah, by the oil, that you go back to the beginning of the stage, that you bring a, right, if let's say the oil that you're applying to the Mitzorah spills out, so you bring more oil and you start over at the beginning of the stage. So, so here also he'll bring another, a different animal, as an Asham. He'll slaughter it, and he'll, and, 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 and he'll start over. He'll, he'll apply the blood again. Now, So Now, interestingly, according to Rebbe and Rebbe Shimon, who say that what you would do is you would bring more oil and just pick up where you left off, well, here it's going to be a shtaka, uh, you know, a shtickle problematic. Because over here, you're unable to bring another animal because it says that you're only going to bring one animal as an asham. So therefore, you can't bring another animal, just like they said when it comes to the hazos, the sprinkling of like uh, the blood on Yom Kippur, let's say. So it says, right, chatas hakipurim achas bashana. So they understood that to mean chitoy, that, right, that you want to make sure that the Sprinkling is only one. They, it wasn't a big deal if you had two animals, but the sprinkling had to be one. But over here, they can't make that drasha. Right? That drasha isn't available to them by the ashram of the Mitzorah. And therefore, you can't bring a second animal. And there's also no lima to say that you can continue with the sprinkling. And therefore, they basically, basically get stuck. If you slaughter the ashram, according to says you basically just get stuck. There would be nothing you can do. So, Now, if Chizda asks the Kasha, and he says, wait, but even according to a mayor, what about the fact that the Pasuk says, Oso? It, specifically, you can't bring a different one. So even according to a mayor, who says that in general, you would bring another Corbin and start over from the beginning of that stage, but over here by the Ashram of the Mitzvah, it says, oh, so it specifically, i.e., you only have one Corbin, you can't bring another one. And therefore, if he slaughtered the Shalol you're basically in trouble because you can't bring a different one to fix it. That's, that's a Chizaz Kasha, and we say Kasha. We don't have an answer. Alright? And we have a Brysa supporting Rabbi Yochanan that according to a mayor, you would be able to bring another Corbin 
for the Ashram and, and basically uh, start over. That the Brisa says that if you have the Ashram of Mitzorah, that you slaughtered it with the wrong intention, or if you did not apply the blood of the Ashram to the thumbs of the fellow, so you still put it on the Mizbeach, right? Because a Korban that was slaughtered, even if it doesn't work for the, for the owners to be Yotze, you could still put it on the Mizbeach. Vitaun nesachim, and uh, you would put what you know, uh, apply whatever libations you need to. Vitzarich asham achilachshir, but nonetheless, you would have to bring a different korban asham in order to 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 make this mitzora no longer a mitzora. So we see in this brisa that an asham that was slaughtered shelol shema, you just bring another one. So that supports Rabbi Yochanan who says that according to Reb Meir, you would bring another one. Now, Reb Yochanan had said, according to Blazon, Reb Shimon, you're basically stuck. But according to Reb Meir, you would bring another one. Reb Chizda, however, had argued against Reb Yochanan and said, no, even according to Reb Meir, you shouldn't be able to bring another one because it says, oh, so. So Reb Chizda, Amalach, so Reb Chizda says, no, there's no way to fix this situation. My tzarech, tzarech ve'en lo takona. So Reb Chizda says, then no, when that Bryce says that tzarech, what does it say? that you need to bring another asham for this mitzorah, says of Chizah, doesn't mean that you actually bring an, another asham, because you can't bring another asham, you can't bring another animal, says Osa. What it means is, meaning you theoretically would need to, because you can't use this one that you slaughtered, but the fact of the matter is, says of Chizah, you can't bring another asham, because it says Osa. Wait. Would a Brysa really say that you need to bring another Corbin, yet knowing full well that you actually can't bring another Corbin? Why, why would the Brysa suggest that you have to bring another Corbin even though you cannot? So the Gemara says, in. Yeah, yeah, the, the Brysa could totally do that. Could totally suggest, say that, yeah, you have to bring another one even though you're actually unable to bring another one. Vyatanya, as we learn in the Brysa, Nazir Memorat, that if you have a Nazir, Who's bald? Now, a Nazir, at the end of his, uh, you know, at the end of his being a Nazir, so he's got to shave all of his hair. Now he doesn't have hair. So what do you do? So Bishamai Omrim, Tzarech Sa'ar. Bishamai says, well, you still need to take a razor and, you know, go through the, go through the motions anyways. Bishamai Omrim, Basil says, look, you don't need to because he doesn't have hair on the Maisa. So what are you going to do? Vamra Bavina and says Bavina, and says Bavina that when Beishami says that nonetheless you still need to apply a razor to his head where, you know, he doesn't have hair. So yeah, you would, you need to, but you, but you don't because you can't because he doesn't have any hair. So you're basically stuck. So we do see that there is a concept of a Brysa saying that you have to do something even though you actually technically can't do it. And this argument of Pedas, the Amr of Pedas, Beishamah and Rabbalazar, Amud of Echad, the Pedas says that Beishamah and Rabbalazar say the same thing. What are we talking about? Beishamah and Amaran, so Beishamah, that which we just said, that a Nazir who doesn't have any hair, you still have to bring a razor. Rebelazer, the Tanan in Lobo and Yaduvo and Regal in Lotaru Lamas, that according to the Tanakama, if a Mitzorah doesn't have a thumb on his hand or on his foot, 
on his right hand or on his right foot. So Zeu, he's stuck as a Mitzorah forever. Rabbi Lazar says, no, look, uh, whatever, if he doesn't have a thumb, so just put it where the thumb would have been. And therefore, applying that to Beishamah's opinion, that Beishamah say that even though he doesn't have any hair, you still have to apply razor, it means that you go through the motions. Kilu, even though he doesn't have hair, you still, you know, treat it as though he did have hair and, and, and apply a razor to the top of his head. All right? So we see that when it says tzarech, it means you, you have to. You go through the motions, even though, even though it's, you know, even though, yeah, he doesn't have any hair anyways, but nonetheless, you go, you go through the motions. Just like Rabbi Lazar says that if he doesn't have any thumbs, so you put the oil nonetheless where the thumbs would have been. Rabbi Shimon Omer says, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, look, in this case, if he doesn't have any thumbs, so just put it on his left hand if he has thumbs there. Okay? Okay. So now the rabbi is taught. When it comes to the Asham of the Mitzorah, so it says now he need, he takes from the blood of the Asham and he applies it to the ear and the thumbs, you know, the right thumb of his hand and his foot of the Mitzorah. Yachol Bechli, is it possible that, this, that he's taking the blood from a vessel and applying it to the Mitzorah? Tamlom Vinosan. So it says no, in the same passage it says Vinosan. Or Vilokach Vinosan. And he, and he applies, he places it. Manasina Ba'atzma Shokoin, Aflakicha Ba'atzma Shokoin. Just like he applies the blood to the Mitzorah with his actual, with his hands. So also the Kabbalah Saddam of the Ashram of the Mitzorah for the blood that he'll be applying, that the coin will be applying to the Mitzorah is actually, he receives the blood in his hands, not in a vessel. Yochalaf the Mizbeach is it possible that also the blood that he's going to put on the Mizbeach will be like this? Because by an Ashram, as I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, by the Ashram Mitzorah, there would be two things that you do with the blood. One is you apply it to the Mizbeach like a regular Ashram. But the others that you applied to the Mitzorah, to his ear and to his right thumb of his hand and foot. So we had just said that the blood that he's, that the coin will apply to the Mitzorah, so he receives that blood in his hands, not in a vessel. So is it possible that the same thing is also for the blood that he's going to be throwing at the Mizbeach, he receives it in his hands and not in a vessel? The Pasuk says that the Ashram of the Mitzorah is like a chatos. Machatos tuna kliaf ashram ta'un kli. That just like a chatos, you receive the blood in a vessel, so also by the ashram, you receive the blood in a vessel. The blood that's going to on the mezbech, you receive in a vessel. Nimtze sata omer ashram mitzorah, shnei koanim mikablim azdomo. So in the end, that means that lemaise, when it comes to the korban ashram of mitzorah, you're going to have two koanim who are receiving the blood. Echod biyad veechod bichli. One coin receives the blood in his hand, and one coin receives the blood in his cleave. Which one? Which which one? Which one would you prefer to be? The coin who receives the blood in the vessel, so he then goes to the mizbeach and throws the blood in the mizbeach. The coin who receives the blood in his hands, he then goes to the mitzorah and applies the blood to the mitzorah. That was Dav 61, Dav Samachal, Masechta Yom. I hope you enjoyed it very much. What did we discuss today? Uh, some sort of, I don't know, were they complex machlokas and kind of technical? Not, yeah, I don't know. There were some machlokas there. So, atonement of the Quranim and the Israelim, right? How do the 
really the Kohanim really were interested in learning about how do the Kohanim receive atonement for general kind of Averis. So, Rabbi Yehuda said that Kohanim and Yisraelim all get uh, atonement for general Averis from the Vidu of the Sari Mishtalech. Rabbi Shimon argues and says that the general atonement of the Bnei Yisrael comes from the Vidu of the Sari Mishtalech. However, the atonement for the Kohanim comes from the Vidu of the Par. Okay, fine. Then we moved on to the Machlokas between Rabbi Meir on the one hand and Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon on the other regarding when the blood spills on the floor during one of the stages of the Avodah Yom Kippur. Rabbi Meir's opinion is that you go back to the beginning of that stage. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon say that you just pick up, right? You bring, uh, you slaughter a new cow or goat, whatever it is, and you pick up where you left off. And then we apply this machlokas to also a mitzorah. That when you have a mitzorah and you have a coin applying oil to the mitzorah as part of the purification process. So if the oil spills out on the floor, depending on which part, you, at which stage, Rameir would say you go back to the beginning of that stage. And Rameir and Rab Shimon and Rab Laza say that you just pick up where you left off. And then we got into the question of the ashram of the mitzorah. What happens if the ashram that you bring for Mitzorah after you slaughter it and you uh, apply the blood to the Mitzorah but the thing is that you slaughtered it Shalol Lishmo so according to Rabbi Yochanan according to Rabbi Meir right, Rabbi Yochanan explains that according to Rabbi Meir you would just be able to bring another Korban and offer it as an ashram um, whereas according to Avchizda there's actually no fix for it you can't you cannot fix it at all because it says oh so it and, and nothing else okay um, and then we pointed out that, meaning and therefore you can't bring another animal. And then we pointed out that when it comes to the Kabbalah Saddam of the Asham, so the blood that's going to be applied to the Mitzorah himself would be received in the actual hands of the Kohen who's going to be applying the blood to the Mitzorah. Uh, but the blood that goes on the Mizbeach would be received in a regular Kli and applied to the Mizbeach. So we see that there are actually two Kohanim. Who would, who would receive the blood of the Ashram of Mitzorah, one receiving the blood with his hands, and the other receiving the blood with a vessel. Um, that was that. Samach Aleph. I hope you enjoyed. Cheers.